Welcome to the Thrill Seekers podcast. Today we are going to do our last interview from the IAPA show floor. And we're going to be talking with Anthony about park design. And he is from Whitewater. And I must say, going into IAPA, I really, in my mind, just thought of Whitewater as a water slide company. That's just the company that makes water slides. And uh, when I left the uh, floor, I realized that they have much more of a wide selection of products. They're almost end-to-end in um, solutions. They have everything from Flow Rider, which is one of the surf products. They do water slides. They do water rides. Um, they even have software underneath uh, Vantage that does um, integral parts of the water park experience or park experience. So quite the end-to-end solution. So it's not just about water slides anymore, as they say. And uh, in their press release, I was overwhelmed also by the volume of projects overseas. Um, I had kind of just never really thought about the things that go on um, outside of the U.S. And they talked about when, before we get external outside of the U.S., um, around my neck of the woods, um, I had seen the the water coaster up in Chicago, Six Flags Great America, and I did know that there was an upcoming uh, ride that they were bringing out in the Dells. Um, we'll link to uh, those in the press release in the show notes. But what I didn't really think about, or didn't know about, I should say, is the volume of projects that they did globally. So not just uh, the slides, but the entire park design. They have a product coming in um, internationally called Endless Surf, which is just a amazingly huge um, pro- project. Um, they also have a a the tallest. I want to say it's the tallest uh, water slide complex. So multiple water slides stacked on top of each other, towering higher and higher and higher. That's the way I pictured it in my mind. And um, uh, enough about white water. Let's actually go to the store show floor and talk to Anthony about park design and how he thinks about it. And unfortunately, I put him on the spot for the first question to ask him of his 25 years, what was the favorite project that he worked on? Pretty loaded question, so let's tune in. So in that sense, kind of the favorite projects, I've kind of worked on a lot of projects from 25 years I've been here now. 25 years, wow. Yeah, so I... um, Is it like trying to pick a favorite kid? Yeah, it's true. And and you kind of forget them as well, you know, a little bit like too many kids. You know? Okay, well, what was your top but, five? But I, I would say some of the Legoland projects I worked yeah. on um, in California and uh, Italy and Dubai, uh, I think those are really exciting for me. And, and of course, we're doing more now as well. Uh, they're, they're ongoing. And you, it's kind of great because you get to utilize the brand, you work with the brand owners, and you work with the clients, so it's quite a complex um, way to work because you're trying to bring together all of these different people and different companies and different ideas, uh, including the client, and bring them all to one cohesive design that works with everybody. You know. So, you, are you the one that pulls all that stuff together, or are you just kind of take the you know, listen to their five bullet points and then you start to do the design work from there? Or do they come to you with 
so if it's a Lego land, like you mentioned, they come to you and they've got IP already, right? That's right. So then yeah. do they give you like, here's the parameters and this is what we want. You just start pitching ideas and find out one that sticks. Yeah, it's a little bit of both, to be honest. What you do is um, uh, you get, in some cases, you might have an idea. They'll say, here's our zone. Uh, we're going to build, uh, we want this kind of slide in there. And then what do you think are, what IP would work best? Um, and, and then you kind of suggest some IP from what you know of them. And then their, their creatives get involved. And, and if it's a place like uh, uh, Disney or, or Merlin or Universal, more than, more than often they have their own idea of what they want to see. And you have to bring that into the space. So you have a wide gamut it. then. Sometimes they come to you and they're like, this is what I want. And then sometimes they just say, this is the slide I want. Yeah, sometimes it's so as they simple just come as to you just and a say, slide. This is what we're going to put in. What do you think we should do? Yeah, exactly. And you look at the whole park and try to figure out what makes sense to fit it in. Yeah, sometimes. Wow. So you know, it really, it really depends on the type of job. We 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 often do overall master plans and try to incorporate all the brand, or we'll work with another company, a design group that 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 has a vision, and we just supply the the uh, theming and the rides. Uh -huh. Uh, or there's no idea and you just come in and pitch an idea and say, say, you know what, in this area, um, you know, I think it'd be really great if, uh, if you, um, you know, if you use this IP and we're going to create this kind of zone with this character and this uh, landscape and it's going to make you feel like you're like this tiny person in a giant Lego Lego area, for example, right? Got it. Uh, so you try to create the experience, and it, it really varies across the board. So that's kind of why it's really exciting, because it's never really the same thing over and over again. So Yeah, you never know what you're going to be working on. Yeah, and, and, and these brand owners are fantastic in that sense, because they've got incredible creative teams, and trying to bring their vision to something tangible and something that works with the way people move through spaces and behave through spaces is really what my job is all about, to be honest. So I'm a landscape architect originally. So what we do is we, you know, landscape architects are great at not only understanding the environment and the, the, the plants, the, the, how, how people be behave in an environment, but how people move through spaces and how they, um, you know, how you can get the best experience out of certain spaces. So how do you theme a traffic flow and send them a different direction or around bins and stuff like that? Yeah, or, or, or if you think about a, a typical park, yep. for example, like a, um, like a plaza in a, in, a, in a city block or, a, or a, an overall park, all of that um, experience is engineered in a, in a way or designed yeah. in a way to uh, maximize views or uh, have people flow through spaces in a, in a way you want, right? Uh, yeah. Or a way that's natural to the site. Uh, so, and it's no different for when you're designing water parks or amusement parks. So, you know, it's really just a different medium. So, so how did you go from landscaping to be like a full creative director? It seems like a big jump. Yeah, I got laid off and then I found this job. <laughs> so oh, it was that? lucky. So how long have you been doing this? You said you've been in the industry for 25 years. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. So I did uh, landscape architecture out of school and then I uh, 
I, uh, and we had some pretty tough times at that time. Uh, so after about five years, you, you know, most of most of uh, the local uh, architects and landscape architects got laid off. A week later, I stumbled onto these guys who are water slide uh, manufacturers at the time. Yep. And uh, and they found um, design services a, a great way to you know, uh, help the client visualize how their slide could work in a space. And of course there's, you know, this industry is all about, you know, fun and experience and themes are often a part of that. So we, uh, we, uh, it just seemed like a great synergy and uh, there was another guy doing it before me and uh, we just kind of meshed and that was 25 years ago. <laughs> wow, so you like, we're on the, the uh, I guess the I guess the first start of of the of this the, company, that action yeah. company providing that service and now you've got what how many different brands? So in right now um, myself and the design director yep. run a team of about uh, I guess about fifteen designers wow. and there some of them are um, uh, landscape architects some of them are architects and some of them are in, industrial uh, designers so. Who uh, you know might have worked on car parts or or equip other equipment, right? So and now they're designing slides and, and water parks and theme parks. Uh, and as far as products go, you're right. I mean, we started off with a very small product, offering a few body slides, tube slides, and and over the last 25 years, it's just really ballooned into you know all sorts of products from wave pools from interactive play structures uh, splash pads really unique giant slides um, like our, our slide wheel which is looks like a giant ferris wheel where your three riders are riding or three to six are riding inside the tube as it's turning uh, yeah i'm from illinois so that mount olympus is close enough to me i, I uh, maybe try to talk you into getting a press pass for that that's, <laughs> that's, that's exciting you so just you, missed them they were here so oh they were yeah oh man just missed them all right so uh so that would be an example of when they came to you and they said we're going to do this slide and you had to figure out how to incorporate that into the structures they already have that's because right. they have a huge complex already yep and they say we need this and we wanted to so they came to you and said, we want this slide, we want to stand out, we want everybody to see it. And you're like, oh great, how do I figure out how to fit this? Exactly, yeah. And so what you would do is, uh, in a case like that, you know you know, it's a new product for them um, and for us. And you know that the best way for people to get excited about something, especially that, that product, which is so visually iconic, you need to really bring it front and, and you know in the in front and uh, and and really just kind of uh, br bring it to the forefront and, and make it very visible for everyone to see so people driving by can see it so that and then see it at all times and and uh, get excited about going to that product right so we did place it you know in a in a space that because uh, they're an existing park that's up and forward and adjacent to the road, and uh, and uh, it just seemed to fit there. It was really quite lucky to so be. So you honest. did have like some. I mean, I, I would have uh, imagined that you were like, oh great, how do I put this in the front? Because you already have all these slides around and everything. So you were able to easily fit it in there, wasn't it? We we have to adjust the. Um, you have the main component of it, which would 
put forward and then you're right there is some engineering of the slide path we call it mm -hmm. uh, where you can twist and turn it around certain elements and gray uh, you know match it to the the slope of the slide so that it, it timed perfectly perfectly so and adjacent to the road so there is a little bit of uh, of uh, you know um, tweaking and engineering that you need to do it we weren't able to just pop it on site unfortunately we really had to work it so that it fit into the space that we we're given because like you're right it's not a lot of uh, it's an established park it's uh, doing really well and they have a, a large variety of rides so trying to fit this one in you know can be a challenge so but do you we mind did going in a little detail? So let's say you're you got the drawings, you kind of loosely got it planned out. So then, who do you work with at your company to for the next level to say, okay, this has to be? You talked about the angles and some yeah. other stuff. So then you get then you go to an engineer or exactly or an industrial designer who who is in our slide path team. Yeah. So I, I you know I am creative director. I'm on the architectural uh, master planning you know team. But we incorporate and we work with all teams, whether it's you know client forward or internal teams like engineering and slide path. And uh, so what I would do is I would look at the site, look at what the client wants, bring that all together with the salesperson, and then um, uh, go to our slide engineers and say, here's where I want it, here's our challenges, what can we do? And work with them on the best possible way to fit it to the site and then they have they'll take it into a program called SolidWorks where where they start laying out each of the flume pieces and and work with the site and the landing usually they start from the landing and work their way to the tower and really try to figure out um, the best possible layout for experience of this of the ride and then what is that what you mean? Like you best experience? You mean both visually and then like all of the G's and all of the forces that get put on them? Exactly. And we've got so you know we'll work together. I'll work together with the slide path team to make sure that that um, you know for the aesthetic from the outside is working, and they'll really work and get the inside experience, inside the flume experience working, so that they get you know the G's at the right times, the turns, the drops so that they maximize the experience as they go through it. And then they run it, once that's all done, then they run it through um, a program that we wrote ourselves that calculates and simulates the ride path. So it's uh, to make sure that there's no dangerous parts or, or no part that's gonna be a problem where that might cause a raft to flip, for example. Yeah. So it's really quite a, a unique safety measure that we we run um, to ensure kind of the best and safest experience. So uh, I, I'm picturing this all in my head, and I'm thinking you've had to have like the disaster moment, like where you start down a road and then you find out, oh crap, we can't do this because uh, this footing can't be here and blah blah blah. So what's, do you have an example of your biggest problem you had to solve? And to be honest, you know, it was it was on a cruise ship probably. So oh, we've wow. done water parks on cruise ships. And you know, generally out in an existing park you have some flexibility for uh, you know the final engineering of a ride where maybe the shutdown lane changes a position or the pool is done 
the contractor has built the pool in the you know slightly wrong place. So you've so, got to deal with two inches off or something like that. Yeah, and usually on 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 site, it's not usually a problem. It's something that our, our supervisors and and the construction team can deal with. But on a cruise ship, everything is prefabricated. Everything is set. Uh, water slides and and all of the components you design into a a cruise ship have been engineered and looked at as far as you know position um, and uh, you know surviving incredible harsh winds so wind loads and uh, also balance you would not think about it but you know the balance on a ship is obviously super important so any any shifts in the position that was originally engineered could could impact the balance of a ship so uh, luckily we've been doing it for many years and I, we had one ship where, where the runout ended up being too long um, and uh, we couldn't, uh, we couldn't um, uh, increase the length because it went into a bulkhead. So oh, you can't touch that. So or you can't touch it. So basically it, we did had it, to crumb up. Did this up. happen like as you're doing the build out? Yeah. Or, you, or did you notice it in design? In the engineering stage. Oh, so you that's have good. design and at least then you have you, engineering. At least you caught it in engineering and not when it's, you know, having one of those ships uh, out of commission to be having something retrofit. I would imagine that's like burning a hole in their pocket to get the ship back out there and making them money. Yeah, they wouldn't yeah. be too happy about... No. Uh, they, 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 oh, hold on. You're going to have to keep the ship here a little while <laughs> yeah. longer while we figure out how to change this slide. Uh, yeah. It's amazing because they're really, yeah, the water park is also just a very small component of the overall ship yeah. build. So, yeah, in a, on a retrofit, they're only important for a short time. So you're making everything and then it has to just pop right on. So it's and, like almost pre-building it, you're just going to take it over on a crane, right? Exactly. And then you just tighten the bolts and make sure everything is uh, uh, working and commissioned. And, and uh, so they have limited power. They have limited water. They have, if you so, if you're not right on in the beginning, it makes it very difficult uh, during the build-out stage while it's in port. So, so those are always tricky. And uh, I remember our engineering team came up with some great solutions to try and fix, you know. So this. then they come back to you with options. We yeah. could we could try this. We could try that. And you all get in a huddle in, huddle on a call. Yeah. Try to figure it out. Can so we, what did, did you can end up we, doing? We ended up uh, doing a few things. I think we changed uh, the ride path a little bit more so that it could accommodate it better. Uh, we actually created a nifty little um, uh, shutdown lane with some some that was a bit wider as well. So we got a little bit more water in there, and uh, we uh, you know just kind of uh, dressed it up with a little bit of theming to uh, to make it look natural. So you you do a little bit of everything that you can to That's make it work. That's the lipstick on the pig prop cut a little bit of that? That was a little bit, just to make it, because again, everything needs to fit in perfectly. Uh, so you, you know, anything that looks different than what the original design was uh, shows up. So you kind of have to look at kinda ways to uh, fix it, you know? Yeah. And luckily the our engineers and our, our supervisors and installers uh, had to deal with the bulk of it and figured it out and it was fantastic so nice it worked out in the end and those ships are running and now now for the next slide you know uh what you don't do <laughs>
So I think every, I think we can all kind of picture theming in a park. That's, I mean, we've all been to, you know, the Disney parks and we've been to, you know, uh, you know a home park that maybe, you know, that is themed. So we kind of picture the theming in our head. But how do you theme a water slide? So water slides are tricky because, you, you know, most theming consists of either some lightweight fiberglass or, or foam and hard coat or concrete type type material obviously the concrete stuff is quite heavy so you you need to be very careful on how you you uh, theme and what you theme because you don't want those uh, those weight loads on it but you also have to consider wind loads so anything I I remember we did uh, giant sails on a ship at one point right (laughs) And you had to be careful because, you know, all of a sudden these sails are going to... They're act, actually going to catch wind. Catch They're going to actually be sails. <laughs> exactly. So. Oops, too immersive. Yeah. <laughs> it's working. Oh, crap. So, I mean, you, you, you end up uh, really taking all that stuff into consideration. And, and, and in, in cases like that where, where you, um, uh, you, you build your theming, with all of this knowledge in, in mind, and then you engineer the support for that uh, to handle all these seismic and wind load events, right? So I do remember, um, you know, you have to look at the brand, you have to look at what kind of theming it is, if it's unbranded, and really work within it to to minimize wind loads, to minimize, uh, to beef up your structures to support it. and. And, and still create an environment, create a uh, experience for people to go through and, and, and enjoy it. And, and uh, I do always remember uh, several, uh, I, watching the news at one point and watching this hurricane rip through, you know, we, we work in resort areas, obviously. Right. So, you know, those so resort higher, areas. Higher risk to that, right? Higher risk to hurricanes. Yeah. And, and I always remember the news, uh, the newscaster in front of one of our aquaplay structures. Uh, and I, I can't remember exactly where he was. It might have been Puerto Rico, could have been Orlando, you know, or, or, or anywhere on Florida. And, and the hurricane is just ripping beside him. And he's barely standing. And uh, things are flying all over the place. And there's our theming <laughs> on our structure, <laughs> just hanging tight. And it survived all the hurricanes. So. <laughs> That was too funny. It's so great, like you know, it's like you know, uh, you know, cabanas, plants, trees are knocked down, but this theming is still intact. <laughs> too funny. Do you have a favorite theming that you've done? Um, I, yeah, I think on I, the water park side. On the, I've done. So to be honest, on the amusement side, which is kind of a wet amusement attraction, it was over in Dubai. And it was uh, how do you tra- how to train your dragon ah. style theming where you yeah. had these Viking ships, and it was it blended into the overall uh, in, underneath the roller coaster and kind of you know had some great real real great visuals and, and experiences of you being inside these Viking ships. Um, I love my Legoland projects because you know it's you know you, there's a lot of nostalgia behind it where where you can play. We've got stuff where you can, you know, build a raft out of Lego and float on a lazy river through it, you yeah. know. Um, so those are always some of my favorites. Uh, gee, that's a tough one. I know, uh, <laughs> I put you on the spot almost twice now. I keep trying to make you pick a favorite. It's not very nice of me. 
it's tough. It's tough. I, uh, but the Legoland building your own raft and stuff—it's kind of cool. You had to—you have to think uh, almost in squares in your head. <laughs> they've got very strict requirements on their on their their blocks. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I know it's uh, um, strict as in how, like the sizing and the what, what would you call the? Uh, it's got to be the same. Yep. Duplo blocks have to be right? times. Uh, Times eighteen, I think it is. I, yeah. Now I'm gonna have to remember my numbers, but uh, oh, that's okay. Times I'm not, I'm not gonna quiz the, you. On that. <laughs> the Lego but... blocks are like times twenty-four of the original size. Yeah, and you cannot vary from those sizes. So, so. That, if that's the concrete. Please excuse me if I've got the numbers wrong. I, no, I no, usually no, have not, a chart. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> of course, you have to look it up if it's that detailed, right? Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, um, I I, uh, I do uh, I worked on projects in. Uh, in, in the Middle East, like uh, like uh, Wild Wadi, uh, which is kind of a Sinbad theme, and I, on the cruise ships, one of my favorite was a uh, you know a pirate kraken theme. Yeah. On the, so you have the playground where you have this giant uh, uh, you know kraken coming up and enveloping the play area. So I mean that's kind of fun, and uh, I always kind of like the winter winter uh, themed uh, spaces. Um, you know, again on a cruise ship or out in, you know, in China or, or wherever we, you know, you have a have a, a, um, a project like that. So there's been a few of them, a few of them that've been really fun. So, so I uh, I have to ask because you said Legoland. So did uh, what about like the coasters there and stuff? Do you did you get to do anything with with that? No, because we're, not on the we're coasters. okay. So do you have a preference coasters versus uh, water? Water park, you get to choose. You have to go to a dry park or a, so a wet park. I'm getting there a little. I'm getting a little bit old. So oh, oh, now okay. I'm uh, now I I, uh, I do love uh, riding some of the coasters around here, but now I'm kind of getting more towards the uh, you know the things that don't risk giving me a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> so so you're more of the lazy river. <laughs> yeah, I mean I like the wave pool, and I think a new product that we're really working on, which I'm excited about, is this. Uh, surfing surfing wave pools where you get this uh six foot seven foot barrel so i'm i'm really I think, that doesn't sound like uh, that doesn't sound like you're you're uh, backing sound, away from the danger there <laughs> and that sounds almost like it's more extreme i think i'm i'm hoping i'm hoping that uh you know i'm backing away on the big drops and right. uh and uh playing and playing more sports oriented stuff hopefully closer so. closer to the to, closer to the ground Got and, I, and I'm, I'm, I don't know how to surf right now, but I'm hoping this is going to be a great way for me to learn. So, so it's I think uh, stuff like that are going to be great. Nice, so. nice. So if you had to pick a favorite ride, is that is that also a bad question? <laughs> no, I mean I like uh, I my favorite ride uh, of uh, the products that we make now. Uh, it doesn't have to be your product. It could be. Yeah. No, let's start with your products. You well, have a, you know what I I. Uh, I like, uh, I like my favorite rides are the uh, on our products are the the Boomerango, which is kind of this uh, kind of giant drop, and then you go up a giant a, a big bank, and you get like zero g for a bit, yeah, and then you come down. But the one I really I like that, although it scares the heck out of me. But uh, I do like the one which is we call a master blaster, and it gets it propels you with water, so you have ah, your tube, so and for, as you go uphill. So for me, that would be Chicago's got the uh, 
to, to some to some wait wait probably so, whatever exactly. yeah. I can't remember the name of it I'm butchering it too see you don't have to hold me to the to the numbers <laughs> either I have to I have to look up the name of that so but that yeah. ride's pretty awesome when it shoots I, you I up it. I know shoots it's weird it's weird water. to go uphill in a water slide right yeah and those are that's really one of my favorite ones and then outside of that I love the 5D the, uh, cinemas and and uh, um, you know uh, I think uh, we've got these flyover flyover uh, cinemas that you go to. I, we don't do them, obviously, but yeah. uh, I, uh, I like, really like... Like Soren or... Yeah, and it's an immersive experience because you've got uh, wind, scents, smells, or like that ride in uh, the Avatar ride in Orlando. Yeah, where that's a sore subject for me. I haven't ridden it because it broke down when we were in line for it, and I haven't been back since, so I haven't ridden it yet. Those are those are my other favorite type of rides like that. Nice. You know, any anything with a big giant screen that makes you feel like you're inside of, you know, the the world they created. Yeah, it's pretty amazing how immersive they can make those. Yeah. And and that that theme means By the way, digital. I don't want to rub it in, but that ride is so cool because at one point you land and the ride machine itself because uh, you're supposed to be on one of those dragons, I forgot what they're called, yeah. but they uh, where you where you feel um, they've done something on the on the vehicle which pushes out, so it feels like it's breathing oh, on your legs. Oh, nice! So nice. they've kind of taken care of a lot. They've I, done a lot of things well. I was pretty impressed. Uh, we, uh, Universal for their Halloween stuff, they had they had that pumpkin one where where the where the closer you got in, it felt like it was like the whole thing was breathing. Oh, that yeah, is cool. You could almost feel like yeah, I, I can I can see that. So, all right, do you have any uh, partying comments or? Anything we uh, skipped over that you want to circle back on? No, not really. I mean, I uh, I, I just have to say that I, you know, you know, get design designing for entertainment venues like this is just it's really really a satisfying, um, rewarding kind of work because you 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 create joy for for people you know and and children and and. Uh, and create memories and it's really really quite a fun thing so I, I mean I would highly recommend it I mean you get the same kind of idea in architecture and yeah. other professions you know but um, it's just such a fun fun way to spend your time working for me so, so. how long did it take you to uh, I don't want to say take bad feedback but you know these you know all these customers are coming back to you and they're like you know sometimes I'm sure it could come off as like slamming your ideas but you're trying to, you have to try to take that and take their feedback and then try to make their product better. How do you deal with uh, incremental pseudo negativity, but really you're you want to pull those nuggets out to make the product better? I think, I think um, you know, designers in general are trained to uh, self-critique a lot. Yeah. Um, you're your worst critic. You are deals. your worst enemy. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, I think once you learn that that uh, critique um, from any source, whether it's a friend or a client or anyone, once you learn that it's all designed for self-improvement and the betterment of everyone's work, you know, whether it's the project or a process or making, uh, you know, as a creative director, I have to train, train um, a lot of our staff as well um, to bring out the best in them and their most potential. Once you learn that it's not a personal thing and you're trying to really 
bring out the best of the project, you know, critique in a lot of ways becomes uh, less hurtful and more more informative. And it really does kind of make um, you look back on it after. You, it might sting at first, yeah. But you look back at it afterwards and say, you know what? That person's ideas, which you managed to incorporate, um, you know, uh, really made what you did better. And you realize that. And over time, especially, you realize that uh, ego aside, you know, everyone has something amazing to say and, and, and really valuable. And, and you need to listen to it and see what you can get out of it. And, and it makes everyone better. Right? Yeah, that's great, great. Great uh, feedback, advice. I'm not sure it's kind of all rolled up into one, but yeah, I'm sure if you've been doing it for this long, you uh, you've harnessed that because I can I can totally get those stings, and I've I've been there before, so I totally get it. So, yeah. well, I appreciate you taking the time right here on the Apple floor, just pulling off to the side and and doing a quick interview with me. It, what didn't turn out to be very quick, did it? No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully it was okay. <laughs> it was perfect. Don't don't you worry about it at all. Join us each week for more Thrill Seekers podcasts and check us out on the web at thrillseekerspodcast.com. This has been a Parksman Podcast production.